Honey, I just wanted to tell you, this old house is coming on. Bob's going to test for a septic tank. Just a second, Steve. I'm settling an argument here. Al is a cheap, sexist, primitive throwback of a human being. So what's the argument? Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. It's Friday, guys, and it's good to get out of work and hang out at the nudie bar. And it is the Married with Children podcast. So I am here with the guy who just ordered 15 gut bucket pizzas, Jerry. What's up, Jerry? Not much. By the way, that's in your name. So if you can just handle that, I'd appreciate it. How many pizzas did you get through so far? How many fit on a stripper's back? I would say uh, if you're lucky, one and a half. But if you're not lucky, about two and a half or three, so... Okay, I'm pretty. I'm pretty unlucky, so I think I think I'm, I'm about to hit the third pizza. Uh, and we are also here with a guy who's coughing up marshmallow puffs. Justin, what's up, brother? You know what? I'm I'm so tired of not getting your references in the intro, and I just stand there awkwardly. <laughs> what was the marshmallows? Where did that come from? I don't remember that. That's all Al was cooking the kids when Peg was at work. Oh yeah, marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> How did you miss the marshmallows? That's so disgusting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, right? Would anyone eat that, by the way? Yeah, sure. Ugh, not me. I man. don't really like marshmallow to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that's I, me either. I'm not a fan. <laughs> well, uh, guys, we're talking about the episode Peggy Sue Got Work. It is the ninth episode of season one, Married with Children. And uh, the episode air date is May 31st, 1987. It's Friday, let's have some fun. Even though Peg is not going to have any fun tonight. Because, uh, like it says, Peggy Sue got work, guys. Uh, Peg basically is at home and she realizes this is just too... It's far too difficult to try to watch Oprah and Phil Donahue... Because they're both on at the same time. And I think, if anybody knows Peg, I think it's pretty clear that Oprah takes precedent over Phil Donahue. Yeah, I didn't even know who that was. I know Oprah. I don't know who Phil Donahue is. You know, it's weird. A lot of people say that. I think think that's true. I think Donahue was first, and basically Oprah took his idea (laughs) and ran with it, and she became way bigger than he ever I like I don't really know the details but I do believe Phil Donahue was the first of his of its kind of that kind of show hmm. I suppose we should have researched that but that's okay no who has time for that <laughs> yeah but let me just give the uh the uh synopsis of this episode to get money to purchase a new VCR that Al won't buy her Peggy takes a job in a department store selling clocks which takes the fun out of the Bundy marriage as a result of her absence, and Kelly and Bud getting stuck with Al for the evenings. Okay, time out, time out. Did that just say the fun out of the Bundy? Yeah, who is writing these things on IMDb, these descriptions? Have you 
seen this show? <laughs> Actually, most of the time, I believe they are user submitted. Most of the time, but not all of the time. So, random people on the internet. <laughs> right. I really, I don't think anyone professional writes these, and I have. Dude, a... they're always almost bad too. Like even when we do them on our other shows. Like, sometimes we sound like idiots, and we're like, no, no, I swear, it's the IMDb's description. <laughs> um, I got a question. So it, the title of the episode is Peggy Sue Got Work. Um, is that her name, like Peggy Sue? Is that like, or is that just like a pun on the movie Peggy Sue Got Married or whatever? Yeah, that's what it is. So uh, she does this really weird thing of just getting a bunch of garbage in her house. Even Marcy brings it over just so Al can see you know, a, a day's work, I guess. I guess it's just so random, though. I mean, I don't know why having two bags of her own garbage at, at the kitchen and then vacuuming when he walks in, why that wouldn't be enough. But, okay, that's fine. I guess that's peg <laughs> logic. So yeah. we find out that uh, Marcy and Steve are both vegetarian, even though that's been contradicted. And this it's so funny because in this show, there are so many contradictions. Like, for example, later on in the show... Someone says something about, uh, I forget what the reason is, but Al has to start cooking, and then he said the oven doesn't work, and then we find out, no, Peg just never plugged it in. So, huh. so like, that's that's weird, because obviously the oven does work, So and, like, the owner's manual is in it and stuff, so that's funny that, you know... Th- I guess eventually we become so far in in this whirlwind of craziness where Peg doesn't do anything, this and that, that you just kind of forget these earlier uh, episodes where she kind of ever did anything. So Yeah, so I thought this was actually a throwback to the Have You Driven a Ford Lately episode because they're like, oh, let's go eat. And, and uh, Al's like, how about steak, Steve? And Marsha's like, Steve, we're vegetarians. And he's like, I'm building a car. Right, <laughs> but then what was? Did anyone pay close enough to his pizza? Was he eating a pepperoni pizza or a cheese pizza? Or what's on a gutbuster pizza? I didn't look when I was just eating it off a stripper. I just kind of stuck it in. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I didn't pay close enough to attention to see what the toppings were. Huh. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know what was on the pizza or whatever, but I guess I'm wrong because. It's continuity that she did say that we're vegetarians, but I guess I just, in my mind, all I thought about was him talking about eating a steak, so I guess it doesn't make any sense, because even though there is a future episode where they all uh, have a barbecue, and they have to get ashes, because Peg lost the ashes that Al uses to grill, and they all eat hamburgers, so, you know, and Steve brings a fish over to, to cook, so I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah but your point still remains the same, that there are contradictions throughout the show because writers either forget that they said something previously there's no fact checker to go back and be like hey did we say did we do this with the characters before you know so that's typical of most sitcoms really it 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 really is actually now that i think about it so your point still remains the same that it does happen yeah they don't keep track of the proclamations like if you say oh well al does this that does that do that steve never did this blah 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 like, somebody should probably be writing it down, and anytime the writers are doing anything, they should, I guess, gloss over all these facts. I don't know. Maybe it's just too much. I don't I don't know how it works, but mm-hmm. it just seems like they should do that. Yeah, I agree. You know, for, for long-running shows. Peg seems to, and I don't mean this in a sexist way, 
She seems to know her role in life, and she seems to be completely okay with this. Yeah, she's definitely cool with it. Like, she's down to, to just be, you know, that old school society way of housewifing. Right. She doesn't see it as demeaning or anything, because to her, she'd rather just hang out all day and watch TV, and Marcy has more of a problem with it than anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's this? Gee, I don't know. Let's see. Son of a gun. They're having a sale on VCRs. What are those? Video something recorders. That's a good price, isn't it? It's not bad. You know, if we had one of these, you could tape the Cubs game while you were at work. Come on, you just want one because Phil and Oprah are on at the same time and it's killing you. Oh, please, Al, please, can I have one? Well... Oh, stop, please, I can't stand anymore. Then maybe you should go home. You know, Peg does all this stuff, she sets it all up to get this VCR. I don't know about you guys, but it appears to me that Al's right about to say, okay, I'll buy it. Yeah, and then Marcy interrupts or or something along those lines, I think, right? Right, like she has, Peg has it right at her fingertips, and then Marcy goes, oh my god, this is ridiculous, you shouldn't have to beg. Please, Al. No, Al, Al, this is so simple. Peggy wants a VCR, but she's afraid you'll say no. And she's smarter than you. (laughs) Peggy, you don't have to stand for this. It is the tragedy of our times that a housewife has to beg for what she's entitled to. Just because Peggy Bundy's contribution is in the home doesn't mean it's any less valuable than Al Bundy's in the workplace. You can't have a VCR. (laughs) What gives you the right to make that decision? Because the name on this check says Al Bumby. (laughs) Al Bumby? Well, that's not important. What's important is that I can cash it, maybe. Because I heard that's the bottom line. <laughs> Dude, that, that's probably the funniest part of the episode for me. <laughs> uh, hopefully you can cash it. Like, normally you can't cash a check if it's not your exact name on it. You know, it's funny that, that even that we bring this up. Me and my wife are going through something right now where my insurance, who does my car and homeowner's insurance, they sent me, like, a check at the end of the year. You just get money back for some reason. They wrote both of our names on the check, so we both signed it, and then I go to the bank, which is a block away from my house, and they won't let me cash it without my wife there standing next to me for $35. Wow, that's lame. (laughs) Could you imagine this? Alex, how dare you try to fake a $35 check, you madman? Yeah, it's not like it's in his wife's name only. Like, his name's on it, too. Like, it should be, like, redeemable by either of these people. (laughs) But they made it, so we both have to stand there, hold the check, and hand it to the teller at the same time. That, listen, I never heard of such a thing. That's a sitcom episode right there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you just wrote a sitcom episode in your life. Like, I could picture both people handing it over, like, one finger, you know, each holding the check. (laughs) And we will do that when we get there. Here's the thing. This has been going on now for about four weeks. Like, we literally are not home at the same time that the bank is open, and we just can't cash this check. So it's been it's been since, like, you know, month, like almost a month ago that we can't cash. It's just sitting in my car or my truck for this long, and I don't know when we're ever going to be able to cash this. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, yeah. So um, how do, do we find out how much the VCR costs? No, but Al, Al decided it was a pretty good price. 
Yeah. <laughs> she goes, is this a good price? She goes, same, bad. So how much do you think one cost in 1987? $375. Yeah? $375. Are you sure? Yeah, isn't that what they were back then? I don't, I don't, I wasn't born yet. Oh, here, I found an article from 1986. Okay. Oh, let me, let me go. see if this is from the Chicago Tribune. Oh, perfect, because they live in Chicago. Oh, really? Oh, there we go. Basic leader models carry price tags in the $200 range, and the better ones start at $250. Recognized names are around $300. So $250 to $300 for a good one. So if they caught one and they caught one on sale, maybe it was like $199 or something? Yeah, which would be about $427.53 today. Wait, how did you just know that? <laughs> He's like Rain Man. <laughs> I wish. I have a, a calculator for inflation. 246. <laughs> how many matchsticks are there, Justin? Yeah, two, 81, 81, 81, 246. <laughs> so, okay, I got I got one more question before before we go. Was it is it a last call already? No, no, before we go on into <laughs> Shut oh, up. I was going to say, it's a quick one. Yeah, we're done, guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, <laughs> the rest will just be uh, Dr. Shoe commercials. Have a good night. Yeah. Um, no, okay, so the joke of women withholding sex to get guys to do what they want is something that this show has really flipped on its head. And mm-hmm. it's it, it's actually explained in this episode where she actually goes, you used to be able to just withhold sex, but they get used to it. Well, they begin to like it. Yeah, and yeah, they get to like it after 16 years of marriage. It's still, that's really, really funny to me that uh, they actually did bring this up and did say it when we've talked about how this show flips that on its head. Mm-hmm. Well, Justin said it, he kind of takes her power away because that's the one power women have over men. And Al really found a way to be like self sufficient and just like he bows to no one. Mm-hmm. it's like such a character trait that most guys don't ever get to have. Yeah, and that's why I like rooting for Al, because I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, so, you okay, tell so here's here's my thing. Like, I've never actually had this work against me. She's made jokes before of, like, withholding, but she's never actually done it. Alex, have you ever had it withheld from you? Has your wife ever, like, been like, if you don't say Friday the 13th Part 3 is better than Part 2, you're not getting laid tonight? Um, I've been withheld um other acts but i was always able to have straight sex oh okay Uh, yeah i guess i would see peggy could learn that's how you got to do it yeah so marcy is not helping this argument is she guys no yeah she starts the argument and says i'm trying to to, i'm 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 ending an argument (laughs) and it's like no one's arguing here you know i talked with a customer today who had a job that would be perfect for peggy Oh, gee, guys, I already have a job. My family needs me. Kelly, honey, you want me to make you some dinner? Oh, no, Mom, I'm going to eat at Joni's house. Her mom makes homemade stuff. Oh. (laughs) Be careful. You never know what they put in that. (laughs) Fifteen is the most crucial age of all. You really have to keep after them. Oh, and Bud, my baby. (laughs) Excuse me, but I promised Bud I'd help him with his homework. It's all done, Mom. Oh, and I wrote that letter for you to get you out of jury duty. (laughs) Well, you must be tired. You want something to eat? No, thanks. I don't have time to cook right now, Mom. (laughs) 
nowadays rarely is anyone a stay-at-home wife stay-at-home parent like it's very i literally know one person who is yeah he can't afford it these days yeah like i have a buddy he is a stay-at-home husband and he and like his three kids are homeschool his wife just makes all the money and he actually listens to the show hey chris literally the only person i know who can do this Instead of sitting around listen, uh, watching Oprah, he sits around and listens to the Married with Children podcast. Yeah, he go. He just he <laughs> invites his kids over. Kids gather around. You're gonna hear about a real American family. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I want to. I'm gonna sort of spoil the end. Anybody who's listened to this should know this this show anyway. So I mean, I, and if you don't, thank you so much for listening to to something that you don't even know what we're talking about. I mean, you must really like that's us. That's freaking dedication. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's like the nicest compliment you could come up with. Your dedication to a, a, a useless podcast is very appreciated, everyone. Yeah, they're like, I really hope he paints the picture in production with all those clips so I could follow this. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so what I'm going to say is, um, it's weird because in the, in the beginning here, they're really pointing out how Peg performs no function that's of any use to anyone in that house. And she can work, and that would be no problem. And at the end of the episode, they sort of, or during even the episode, they really try to stress and point out how her being at work, it like everything is going to hell in that house. And like everything's neglected, you know, nothing gets done. We're dirty are, and we're hungry. And now you just both kids basically said they they do not want any food from you because it's whatever. Then one, so I guess Kelly's food that Bud makes is not homemade. I don't know because <laughs> Peg's not cooking it, so I don't even get it. Yeah, you know it kind of doesn't make sense honestly that they like. I guess it could be one of those things where they kind of took her for granted and maybe that she did a little bit more than they. Th- thought she did or the audience thought she did but at the same time they don't show that so it's like to be fair they show her doing very little we have seen her make breakfasts for the dog we have seen her uh do laundry so she can uh freeze or burn out while he's in the shower like we've seen her do little things and and so everyone thinks that in this household that they don't need her and it, technically, Al is really the only one that needs her because keep in mind, we all know the reason why the kids asked her to stop working. Yeah. So really, it's Al who needs to be cooked for, and he can't have the kids cooked for him because what kind of man has his children cooked for him? That's what his wife's for. And she did make that steak that she gave to the dog in the last episode. Exactly. Yeah, I guess she does have some use to She it. is useful to Al because Al won't do any of this stuff. But the kids, they can kind of do all this for themselves now or at least go get it from somewhere else. Al can't. Well, why do you think Peg goes along with this uh, harebrained scheme of Marcy? I mean, all she's doing is asking for a VCR. It's none of Marcy's business. How do you make such a life-changing thing? Later on, we're going to see Peg is so anti-work, and she's so d- devastated when Kelly starts working because it's like one of the Bundy women working, and that doesn't happen, and this and that. So why? It, it doesn't seem like it's such a big deal that she can't get out of this and just go, no, Mars, I, I just want a VCR. I wanted to ask this. Well, first of all, once 
Marcy butted in. Al did seem to say, like, nope, not doing Marcy is a monkey wrench, basically. She messed everything up, and now Peg is caught up in this predicament, which is she has to work in Molden's clock shop. That That's something that would never exist today. <laughs> yeah, Molden's clock shop. Like, who needs a clock that bad? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I get... I, I'm sure there has to be a clock shop, but you would, I think you're right. Maybe there's just department stores and a section for clocks. Like who would bank, who would ever invest in a clock shop? You know what I mean? That's like so random. Um, and plus who even needs a clock anymore? Yeah. I have like eight clocks like right in front of me with electronics. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like when we talked about in this, in the 16 years one, like barely anyone even uses watches anymore besides old people like Alex and uh <laughs> yeah i'm real old um so like yeah like when i was watching this, the the clock thing, i was like what in the world but i do want that cat clock yeah well that's a classic old thing i think it was in back to the future oh, too, i've I seen think. i've seen a bunch of people in my life with those that's felix the cat i think right right well i think it's a generic knockoff because or but it's supposed to look kind of like felix uh yeah well real quick just for the record you're actually uh you are are contradictory to this show because I already stated that I had a, a broken watch on my wrist for years, so I do not actually use my watch, uh, regardless of me being in my thirties. But you use it for fashion, though, right? Yes. Okay, it's I'm gonna still use a watch. <laughs> you're still using a watch. I don't feel like I'm a huge contradiction to myself. I mean, I am, but not on this show. Fine. Uh, so this really odd looking guy walks in the clock shop he looks like a miniature version of Andre the Giant do you have any clocks? (laughs) no (laughs) legit okay I work in retail legit this has happened where I will be standing in the movie section and someone will come over do you have Blu-rays? right here I will be standing in the TVs do you carry Samsung's? Yeah, do you see that big box behind you? It says Samsung right there. Yeah, wow. that's a Samsung. Like, uh, that is a real thing that – if someone came into Al's shoe store and said, hey, do you sell shoes? That is a 100% real thing. The reason people do that in these stores, like ask these dumb questions, is because once they walk into a place, it's kind of like human conditioning where people just want to turn their brain off and have you do all the thinking for them. Like, nobody even wants to – like, they just want to be, their hands held, really, in a weird way. They just want no responsibilities. Oh, look, here's an expert, honey. This young boy who just got this job three days ago is an expert <laughs> yeah, now he's at an... electronics. Cause... Yeah, like, and you know what? You're right. It's You know who is to blame? It's the Beatles. Everyone wants their, hand held, their hands held because of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure John Lennon wanted to hold a girl's hand. That's what he was really talking yeah, about. Yeah, he was talking about working in a retail environment. That's what that song's about. Yeah, well, he wrote help because he needs help when he goes to the store. Too. Yeah, so, so okay. can we talk about real quick, though, how how Bud says the same word three times when when trying to, like... How do I look? You look great. Fabulous. Super. Fabulous. Grooming. Fabulous. That's enough. Fabulous. Like, Kelly can come up with three different words, and you couldn't. You wrote a letter to get someone out of jury duty, and yet you could only say fabulous three times. <laughs> what was the joke, even? Did I miss something? 
Was that supposed to be funny that he just couldn't come up with a new word? The, I mean, I guess the joke was that he couldn't come up with a new word, and it was funny, but it should have been reversed. If Kelly would have done that, it would have been hilarious. In fact, fabulous sounds like something Kelly would say, not Bud. Yeah, that's sort of like a a gay male saying it or a woman. Yeah. Like, fabulous, right? It sounds like a, what a gay guy does. I didn't catch that. Can you say that again? Nah, well, I want to isolate it and keep playing as a clip. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the weirdest thing. Peg just runs into everybody who seems to suddenly want to talk about Oprah and Phil Donahue <laughs> and VCRs. Like, I never saw somebody who, except for me, who's whose life it, it somehow bumps into the, something where everything is in crazy alignment. Oprah's doing a whole week on transsexuals. Which bathroom should they use? <laughs> Phil's doing a show on male potency, a thing of the past. You know, nowadays you really need a VCR. Yeah. Let's buy one. Let's get two. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm Mr. Pond, Ernst Pond. I'm one of your superiors. You have many. Now, let's see. Is it Miss Bundy or Mrs.? Ms. Ah, then it's Miss. It's Mrs. Hey, look, do you have any openings in the TV department? <laughs> you just don't start in TV. You rise to it. Besides, we prefer to put men in the TV department. We find women tend to waste a lot of time watching Oprah. Hmm. Where's it, Phil? I get them confused. It's almost like they're like have all these crazy coincidences. Alex, have you ever met in these people? Because it seems like your life. I it is. I swear to God. Like for example, what was the newest thing? Like something I just did happened to me today. I, what a weird coincidence like that. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, I posted in a group page asking how to get the Shutter streaming service on my TV instead of phone or computer and everybody told me to get a roku and then i just got an email uh on break during this podcast i told jerry about shutter offering a deal that you get a roku if you subscribe for a year and pay up front you get a free roku wow yeah yeah and, and this all happened today i was gonna say and alex you and i had one the other day where I saw a the weirdest Simpson shirt I had ever seen in my life. It was a you know what a pug dog is, Justin? A pug? Yeah. It was a pug, but it was Homer Simpson. It was the weirdest thing ever. And and I saw that and I was like, oh man, I wish I could have taken a picture of that and sent it to Alex. And then I go and start listening to because I'm going through the entire history of Skeleton Crew. The as soon as I hit play, Alex starts talking about the Simpsons. <laughs> and how he's going through th this that series. And I'm like, oh, my God, it just happened again. And then guess what? As he texts me about it, I'm listening to a Simpsons podcast. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Like, I don't do that all the time. And I only listen when they have a new one and stuff like that. Because I and that, that shows one of the reasons I, you know, decided to do a Mario Children's show, because I think it's cool to have a 30 year old perspective on something mm -hmm. that's still great. You know what I mean? I and, started listening to a Simpsons podcast as well, but I, it annoyed me because they hopped around and they didn't go from the beginning. Mm. Chronological exploration is the only way. 
They yeah. need to take a cue from uh, Married with Children podcast. Exactly. We do it the right way. We do it the wrong way, but it feels so right. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick, uh, not that anybody cares about this, but uh, speaking of another show, that guy, Mr. Pond, who's one of her superiors, uh, he's actually Mr. Carosi from Saved by the Bell, who is uh, Lee Remedy's father in that show, Saved by the Bell. So uh, he was in charge of Malibu Sands uh, in the beach episodes they had. Wow. And to think, I think Peggy dresses like the Max from Saved by the Bell. There, see, it just doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. <laughs> One of the best jokes that uh, that guy says, too, is that tomorrow's daylight savings time, so just to put all the clocks back one hour. Like, that is so stupid. Like, oh, can, can you imagine what they really did? Because, you know, it's like a joke that you just kind of go, huh. And, like, but then you got to wonder, wait, did, did they really do that stuff? Yeah, like, why does it matter if the clocks are set on the right time at the clock store? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Oh, wait a minute. Did you love that training film, Mulden's, The First Hundred Years? How in the world did you get William Shatner to narrate? <laughs> we gave him a VCR. <laughs> How did you get William Shatner to do this? Like, was he not doing anything in 1987? Like, was there not a Kingdom of Spiders 2 that he could have been working on or something? Yeah, wasn't, wasn't he doing uh, T.J. Hooker? <laughs> uh, he was probably doing a hooker, all right. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if her name was T.J. <laughs> <laughs> maybe candy like justin's girl mm-hmm. oh yeah what uh let me ask you guys this um kind of relating to the show and our real lives what was your first job if this is indeed peg's first job Ooh, i worked uh my first job was burger king my first one was a uh bus boy for this uh bar slash restaurant like most people came there for the bar but because it had a restaurant i could work there so i cleaned like people's trays from pizza and uh (laughs) wings and spilt beer wow my first job was for a tree and stump removal service it sucked well that's cool yeah it was hard work (laughs) in 96 i was making 505 an hour what were you making what year was it Oh, I have no clue. I spent it all on drugs. So stupid. <laughs> Ten years ago, so 2007, and I guess it. I guess I was making probably like eight dollars an hour. Hmm, hey, Ju- Justin, why did you uh, leave that place? Uh, did you have a problem with the upper <laughs> branches of management? <laughs> Ooh, wow. <laughs> And one, and two, and three, and four. On your back, and two, and three, and four. Like a dog, and two, and three. Hi, Bud. Hi, Mom. Bud is sitting around on the couch watching workout videos like Axel on Friday 13th Part 4. That's before, I guess, because he never he hasn't discovered Al's Playboys in the basement yet. So he's still doing the workout video thing, which is interesting. And he's mm-hmm. he's so young. I actually think it's kind of weird that he's even watching that because like they're like, uh, okay, let's do doggy something like doggy position or like downward dog. I feel like he's too young to be watching. How, how old is say... he? He's uh, thirteen. Oh, I guess he's not. Yeah, because yeah. I had uh, AOL like. 1.0 and like i was in chat rooms like in fifth grade 
trying to like get nude pictures from people like yeah yeah i mean i i was getting nudes at probably that age on on I, aim getting nudes man i forget that like i thought i was going to sound old saying aol and now i sound <laughs> super old because he's like yeah i was doing it at that age with aim and i'm like oh shit yeah you sound old dude <laughs> so uh <laughs> Kelly, Peg comes home from work, and Kelly really wants to hug her mom. She's very into this uh, affection, this physical affection. And it's just to uh, sneak a boyfriend out of the house while Peg is distracted with this hug. And uh, now, is this the first time we see any of her boyfriends? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, well, depends. Do you count the uh, the 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 party at Steve and Marcy's as one of her boyfriends because we saw that. But my yeah, question is, second time. Alex, did you ever have to help Jen sneaks a guy out of the house when you were younger? <laughs> Y'all are the real? No, I never did. No, she just, uh, she wasn't, she was always allowed to have them over, I guess. And then um, if they weren't allowed in for whatever reason, they just weren't there. She never really had them. I mean, what do I know? I mean, she might've been so good at it that she was sneaking guys in the house at night or whatever. And everybody was sleeping. So I don't, I don't know, but I never helped her get them out. Oh, okay. I just, I was wondering, cause like now when I look at things that, um, that Bud and Kelly do, I, I automatically go, I wonder if Alex and Jen ever did that. We did enough of it. Definitely. So it'll come up, but, um, yeah, so this does not. This is not one of those uh, landmark shows where we see Kelly's first boyfriend uh, visually, um, because yeah, in that episode, Married Without Children, I'm going to count that guy that she's with as a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So uh, this guy is the second guy we see. Of course, uh, Kelly pays Bud to stay quiet about that. So that's a cool arrangement they have. Now Al is uh, like we said in the intro. He's cooking marshmallows for the kids to eat dinner. Like, that's all he's cooking. And then they say later on, like, can you just break down and go to the store and get something else? So I guess that's all that's in the house for whatever reason. And Buck is barfing them up all over the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Al calls these just because everybody, you know, they like the official things on the show. Uh, These are called uh, Al Bundy's Campfire Burgers, guys. So, (laughs) like... A campfire burger. Oh, man. Like, it's the craziest thing ever. You look beat. Fix me some dinner, okay? Forget it, Al. I'm too tired. Well, I'm tired, too, but I made dinner for the kids. Marshmallows, Al? Hey, we toasted them, Peg. (laughs) Me and Justin obviously would not eat a campfire burger. Alex, I'm actually curious. Have you ever actually eaten one? Because I feel like you one day, just like when you were alone and depressed made yourself a campfire burger to fill your inner owl i have done things on the show uh but no i never made but i'm gonna do it this summer because now that we're like really deep into this show and like in this world like right now i'm wearing my no ma'am shirt so what you're saying is we should get on youtube in a video cast and eat tang sandwiches and marshmallow campfire burgers <laughs> we already committed to the tang which now we have to involve a campfire burger in there yeah wow justin i i was just gonna try to get alex to do it and now you've roped both of us into it thanks yeah <laughs> hey man it's no ma'am we have to stick together here we do 
I am not cooking dinner, Al. I work now. And I'm glad that you do. Because now that you're bringing in some extra money, we can get some stuff that we need. New bike for Bud, a tutor for Kelly, and maybe some fishing gear for me. Hey, wait a minute, Al. What about my VCR? This is my money we're talking about now. Well, how come when I make it, it's our money, but when you make it, it's your money? Well, we'll leave that to the historians. But uh, in the meantime, anything you make is our money, and we're getting fishing gear. I don't want fishing gear. Hey, I didn't want new clothes for the kids, but I gave in. <laughs> and what's good for the goose is good for the goose's wife. <laughs> Great to be working, isn't it, Peg? Get the door, Al. I work now. You get the door. I work, too. Well, I got home last. Well, I work longer. Then you should be used to it. Now go see who it is. Uh, so Marcy tells Peg that she could quit now. Oh, the kids are getting what they want. Al's getting what he wants. But me? Hmm. I miss Phil. I miss Oprah. I miss my empty life. Congratulations, Peggy. You've learned what it is to be a woman of today. The freedom to make your own choices. You tried work. You hate it. Now you can choose to quit. No, I can't. You see, Al comes home every day. And if I ask him to do something for me, or to me... He says he's too tired from work. So if I quit, then he'll know that I know that work is hard. And that'll be the end of any fun I'll have in our marriage. No. The only way out is to get Al to make me quit. Marcy tells her, well, you did it. You don't like it. Now you could quit. What? That, that was your whole point? To just try it? Wasn't there a whole women's movement and a whole equality thing going on? What exactly was the motivation behind Marcy doing all that to make Peg get a job if it's just like, oh, well, you should just quit if you don't like it? What made you think Peg would like it, ever? Is that what it was about? There, There's some things you just don't understand. Um, this is one of them. The other one is uh, how Al can pull a uh, hot pan of campfire burgers out of the oven without gloves. Like you're not going to understand everything. And this is, and I think this is one of those incidents. Cause I don't know. I still, I, I thought the same thing. And I was like, well, what was the point Marcy? Just as long as she attempted it, that was enough. I don't, I don't get it. Like it has that meet the end goal of whatever she was doing earlier in the episode, trying to get her to get the job. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Doesn't if it wasn't the goal really that Peg shouldn't have to beg for anything? She should be working if she wants certain things and this and that. So how is she going to get any of these things if she doesn't work, Marcy? Yeah. And now she's back to begging. So how did what was the point of all this? I do like the second half of the conversation where Peggy starts going into why she can't just quit. Then you're going to keep the job. I have to. Well, I meant what's best for you, Peggy. I think it'll work out fine. And don't think I don't appreciate it, Marcy. Hello, Pizza Shack. I'd like 15 of your gut bucket pizzas delivered to Marcy Rhodes. Oh, free garlic bread with every order? <laughs> no, thanks. We'll pay for it. So, uh... Peg basically now is stuck in this situation where she has to prove something to Al. So now she has to keep working, even though she don't want to. She's so pissed about it that she calls 
Have you guys ever done that where you called the pizza place and had like a crazy amount of whatever delivered to someone else's house as a goof? No, no I've, I've never, never done, done it. I've never known anyone to done it. I've always thought that this joke in like TV shows and movies was weird because I would be, I, when the pizza just show up, wouldn't you just be like, I didn't order any pizza. Yeah, I'm not paying for that. You gotta get you guys have to do better fact checking or something. It's not really hurting the people that you're angry at, unless it is the pizza delivery dude or the pizza company itself. I can tell you something that um, I knew somebody who who used to do. Um, I was I I never did it, but uh, basically they would call and order pizza for their neighbor. And they would call and order pizza for the person who is next to the, the neighbor or, you know, a couple houses down or something. So the chances are both deliveries would come out at the same time and the driver would go up to the house and, you know, try to deliver the pizza and have the other in the car. Oh, and my then God. They would take it out of the car and steal it. Really? Back in oh. the 90s. That's genius. Did it work? Yeah, they they did it all the time. <laughs> they never got caught. It's just, but I mean, because you don't really know. Like, I, I I mean, you don't do it to the same pizza place, obviously. Because while he's bickering with the guy who's who did not order the pizza, you can slip into his car and take the pizzas out. As long as he has to park like a decent amount away, you know what I mean. <laughs> if if the Ninja Turtles had actually act like shitty teenagers, this is what they would do. We would have a whole episode of watching them do this. Yeah, they they order pizza to sewer grates and stuff like standing on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, one twenty-two, one twenty-two and an eight. Terrific. Where the heck is one twenty-two and an eight? You're standing on it, dude. Just slip it down here. <laughs> Give me that. Hey, this is a 10. The tab's 13. You're two minutes late, dude. Ah, come on. I couldn't find a place. Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. <laughs> is it, come on, I couldn't find the place. <laughs> Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Yeah, that's, what, uh-huh. yeah, that's, that's awesome. So Peg uh, does that. Al can't ask her to quit. So the way I figured, if she keeps working any longer, we'll all be living in the gutter. But actually, I won't be living in the gutter. I'll be in prison for killing your wife. Well, before you go down that long, lonesome road, Al, why don't you try this? Ask Peggy to quit. No, I can't do that. Now, see, the truth is I like having her at home. Wow, she'd love to hear that. Yeah, I'm sure she would, but I'm not going to tell her. (laughs) No, because then I'd have nothing to complain about, and I love complaining. (laughs) No, if I got her to quit, she'd lord it over me for the rest of my life. Yeah, she'd say, I wanted to work, but you want me home, so now I'm home, so shut up. (laughs) And that would be the end of all my fun in the marriage. (laughs) No, i got to think of another way. Ah, gee, Al, I don't like to butt into your business. No, go ahead, pretend you're your wife. I think you have to take into consideration what's best for Peggy. Why would I do that? Peggy at this point's going nuts. Her eyes are shooting back and forth like Felix the Cat Clock. Uh, she hears ticking, 
just because Al's watch is near her, and she mm -hmm. takes and throws it in water. So now he has a watch like mine that doesn't work. You know something interesting about this watch, Peg? <laughs> yeah, what do you throw in water? It stops working. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello, it's Dr. Shu again. I've made several pleas and nobody cares, so let's cut the crap and get to it. <laughs> I want to introduce you to some people. This is Mrs. Shu. <laughs> My daughter, Kelly Shu. My son, Bud Shu. And Buck, the shoe dog. We're starving. Could you please call? You don't have to talk to me. Just hang up. It's charity, for God's sake. Kids, you don't even need your parents' permission. It'll, it'll just be our little secret. Time's up, Bundy. Uh, please call. Uh, please call. Let's rap. Uh, you want somebody dead? I'll kill him. Please call. That number again is... This is what you did with my See, the clown is a treasure that will last a lifetime. Hear me roar, the network for women. In the next half hour, we'll show you how to cut your first aid bill in half by making your own band-aid. Mom, Dad, there's something we have to talk to you about. We really miss you around the house, Mom. Yeah. No offense to you, Dad, but we're starving and we're dirty. <laughs> I think we need you to take care of us, Mom. I know we're at an age where we ought to be able to take care of ourselves, but we can't. We want you to quit your job. What do you say, Peg? Well, the kids have to come first. Okay, I'll quit. But only because I love you. <laughs> you hear that, kids? Your mother's quite a lady. Now, Peg, are you going to go shopping tomorrow and get some groceries? If I have time. What do you mean, if you have time? You don't do anything else. Okay, Al, I'll go shopping. But if I do, I'll miss Phil and I'll miss Oprah and the Cubs game. But that's all right, Al. You'll get me a VCR when you're ready. Are you ready, Al? Please, 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 please. Well, since you put it like that... Sure, why not? <laughs> hey, we can go to Mulder's. We can still use your employee discount. Oh, uh, I don't think so, Al. I think they're kind of mad at me. I kind of damaged some merchandise. <laughs> well, that'll be a nice gift for Steve and Marcy. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, we did it. Yep. Does Mom know Dad paid us? No. Dad, no mom paid us? No. Does mom know about your phony ID? Nope. And then all of a sudden, you get your one big punchline at the end. Kelly wants to keep the secret that she has a fake ID. It's going to cost. And let's not forget that my damn cat clock got broken. Yeah, the cat clock is smashed up. Peg smashed it, and then Al figures that would be a great gift for Steve and Marcy. Which I'm like, how? Like, literally the eyeball of the cat clock is dangling out like a, like, 
a Fulci movie and you want to give it to Stephen Marcy. Ah. Well, he, he gives a, a fruitcake to them in the future that they punted across the living room. So for that's a Christmas present. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's very picky about what he gives. It's them. already bad enough you're giving someone a fruitcake, but you used it as a football before you gave it to them. Yeah, a fruitcake with a footprint on it. That's better. Yeah. Oh, man. No Man will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. So how many gut bucket pizzas are we giving this episode? Uh, Jerry, how many out of five? Uh, Yes, Pizza Shack. I would like to order three of your gut bucket pizzas. I just feel like this episode was really average. Like, even though we got to see her work, nothing super stood out to me. It was it was that's a pretty big deal that's a landmark yeah it, it it is a landmark but for some reason it just didn't i don't know this episode was just really right down the middle for me it was it was yeah it's a straight three i like it i didn't dislike it i just it, maybe it needed more steve maybe that's my problem mm. i need more steve in my episode yeah he had really nothing to offer this episode so i could i could see that yeah like one two line lines. yeah <laughs> yeah so I give it a three. Three gut bucket pizzas. Three gut bucket pizzas for Peggy Sue Got Work. Justin, how many gut bucket pizzas do you give this one? Well, Alex, gut bucket pizzas, I give three gut bucket pizzas out of five as well. It's uh, it's an episode that had a few laughs, but and, and it did have a significant moment with Peg um, getting a job and stuff. You know, that's, that's kind of huge. But um, I just didn't think that it was entirely, you know, funny really there was moments you know i I mentioned that um the the what the watch in the water moment was funny and then the uh ted bubby bumby bumby al bumby yeah al Al bumby um that was uh that was the the funniest line to me and that was right at the beginning so um i just say i i it kind of played out exactly how you'd expect it, maybe with not with the twist at the end with the kids, and maybe because it was so peg centered that I just didn't find it as interesting. Um, not that I don't find her interesting, just that this particular story I didn't find. Um, I, I feel like they should have played up the actual workplace a little bit more, because that could have been some funny funny moments there, like her misery, like a little bit more. But yeah, so three three out of five. It wasn't a a bad episode or anything but three out of five gut buckets well see i was thinking while i was watching this when it got to the end that i was going to tell you guys that this is one of those episodes i always skipped on the dvd i just never remember it being very interesting or anything like that and i was gonna say and i still am that i enjoyed this a lot more than i remember and i i really had a great time with this episode you know there were laugh out loud moments with 
with this. Like, here's the one thing. I found that whole thing with Marcy to just be overwhelming and annoying in the beginning. Like, it was just, she was a little too much for me. And I was like, all right, honey, like, you're now annoying. Get out of the house. I, I don't want to care what your, your thoughts about anything, about women or jobs or what they should do or what Peg and Al, sh- how they should be conducting their life. I don't, I don't care what you think, and it's just annoying. But... As the episode went on and Peg, you know, got the job, it's kind of funny that it's a clock place because that's kind of annoying to work in. And then, you know, it's kind of the the conversations were forced with the whole, you know, Oprah and Phil thing. Everybody's talking about it randomly and it's just kind of weird. But then I had like laugh out loud moments when they said, what are you eating or something? And Bud says, marshmallows. What's Buck doing? Oh, he's throwing up marshmallows in the backyard. You know, like that was funny to me. But yeah, there wasn't too too many big moments that were great. The campfire burgers were like sort of the funniest thing in the in the whole episode. Yeah, I guess you did sort of see how this would play out, and I do wish there were a lot more jokes or just anything happening at her job itself. You know, like just a guy coming in asking a stupid question and then, you know, a guy talking about why women don't work in the TV section. You know, I just think that there could have been better picture uh Peggy trying to sell a wall clock to, like, a super, like, attractive guy. Like, that would have been funny. But instead, to me, the best thing that came out of this episode is that Al Bundy has amazing hands that don't burn at the touch of metal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a great twist at the end that they both paid the kids to to do this. And there were great things with, you know, Kelly paying Bud to sneak the boyfriend out and Kelly has to give the money at the end. You know, that whole thing costs her her own payment. Like, that's really cool and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I I guess, and I don't know, like uh, the whole aspect of can can Peg carry an episode at this point? Um, yeah, I, I thought I was okay with it being about her, I suppose. But that's interesting that you didn't think so, because, you see, I know her so much better, so to me, it's just fine. And for you, with your lack of fil- familiarity, it's interesting that you're not sold on her yet that way. So that's pretty interesting. It, it was it was an okay episode. I just feel like there was a, a little too much for missed opportunities. With If we're going to put Peg working... I want to actually, like, I don't want to see her just laying on the couch because she's tired. Show me some instances of her doing something in in the in the workplace. And when you get to the workplace, don't just have her leaning on a counter. Do something. Like, where, what is this? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. It's weird. And I, I probably will enjoy it again when I watch it again. But yeah, on a technical thing where we're breaking this down like we are, we, we gotta be critical in a way. So... Yeah, you're right. This is a three uh, gut bucket pizzas out of five. It's just good. It's not what it could have been. It, it, it had the potential to be five out of five. That's the sad part. And yeah. I, and we all we all would have liked a four out of five. It just it did felt fall short. But because the characters are great, there has some great punchlines, and it was just uh, it's just this is a really good show in general. It still gets a three. So it is what it is. All right, guys. Well, I got to get out of here. Wow. Where are you going, man? Hey, Alex, if you had a a VCR, do you have a VCR? Are you going to buy a VCR? I actually have to buy one. You know why? Because tonight on PBS, uh, you know, Channel 3, 
Uh, you ever hear of Patsy, a stewardess in training? Come on, Ken, <sighs> let's go. Yeah, hey, I want to go with you for those VCRs. Let's go take a look at them. Yeah, dude, look at this coupon, man. Do you think that's a good price? That's definitely a good price, Justin, you owe me. Let's go look at this. Thanks, man. Hey, wait, yeah, I just heard the door close. Is Justin, is he gone? Uh, I, dude, so are we going to go get this VCR or what? Yeah, let's go.